0: Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts Amy Babinchak, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts Community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Bvoip, the cloud communications offering designed specifically for IT providers. Bvoip offers a complete unified communication suite which can also be tightly integrated into Microsoft Teams. Bevoip delivers the modern workplace cutting-edge features, including contact center, integration to your business apps, and the real-time visibility into your remote workers. You control the price with a unique hybrid model that avoids the complex dial tone, taxation, or compliance bullseye. Bullseye! Bullseye! Don't get stuck in a vendor relationship that works against you. BVOIP is a channel-only company that's here to support you. Find out more by visiting bvoip.com slash mspradio. Hi, this is Carl. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. I'm joined today by a very special guest, Toby Nangle, who is the Global Channel and Partnerships Lead for Field Effect. Welcome, sir. Thank you very much, Carl. Happy to be here. So this is the first in a series we're going to do with Field Effect this year. Or basically, we want to check in from time to time and see how the world of cybersecurity is affecting us and our clients. And I got to say, the timing is perfect for this. Last year was a disaster for (laughs) cybersecurity. And I think a lot of uh, of MSPs lost uh, a lot of sleep last year. So uh, this is a good thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, so true. Tough year last year.
0: So let's take one minute and just talk about what is Field Effect and what do you do? Sure thing. So,
1: Field Effect, uh, a company founded in 2016, we are a global leader in cybersecurity. We provide, in particular, uh, managed services um, through a monitoring platform called Covalence. We also support that with. Uh, a deep bench of cybersecurity experts that also deliver all kinds of professional services. Um, and we have also got a, uh, a cyber range um, for training and simulation purposes for our um, cybersecurity professionals.
0: Very cool. So um, let's dig into covalence first. What? Exactly is that. So uh, if a managed service provider signs up for covalence, is it just monitoring or is it also some remediation?
1: So yeah, for covalence, what we've got is a holistic approach to cybersecurity monitoring. So inside of covalence, what an MSP will find is um, endpoint network and cloud monitoring all baked in to a simplified portal that's easy to consume and manage. And in essence, we have agents that get deployed to an, uh, an endpoint. We have uh, network sensors that can be deployed both physically or virtually. And we have cloud monitoring, pulling in all of the data, looking at all of the telemetry. Our team then only pushes um, remediations and via alert. So. Our learning mechanism is called an ARO, stands for Action Recommendation and Observation. And those are three different levels of severity. The MSP looks through their, let's say ConnectWise Manage Portal and uh, tickets are automatically populated there for them to action. Uh, If they are in the uh, most severe category, they know to open and action those immediately. There are remediation steps listed in, them, in there for them to follow, quite prescriptive, really simplified. Um, and then obviously for the recommendations and observations, those can be handled um, as, uh, on an as needed basis. But yeah, a holistic package, baking in endpoint, network, cloud, all consumed in a simple and easy to manage portal. Uh, The remediations is sort of the partnership between field effect and our partners. So we alert, our partners remediate, there's business opportunity wrapped around that remediation oftentimes, um, and there is plenty of interactivity between that partner um, and our security services team through those AROs. There's there's obviously um, the alert, but if there are questions about the alert or questions about the recommended paths to remediation, our team is fully accessible through those alerts as well.
0: Very cool. So it's kind of like a checklist, like, oh, you got a problem. Here's the checklist of how you should go fix that.
1: Correct. And it's actually, interestingly enough, it's got different paths to remediation. So it is a bit of a checklist and our security services team checks to see if those checks are being met, so the action stays in in the uh, in the view of the partner um, until such a time as our team um, uh, notices all of the remediations being uh, checked through.
0: So basically, as I go through my checklist, I might see like uh, little red dots becoming green. <laughs> well, sort of, and I think there's
1: um, the I think. From our end certainly that's the case so behind the scenes our analysts are seeing these remediations take place and we'll sort of pull that ARO out of uh, view of the the partner
0: very cool and it and it can create a ticket so I, I could basically click a button and it'll create a ticket with the the um, recovery steps or the remediation steps inside of it
1: yeah so the the way that the alerts work and and actually that, particular portion, as an example, as an integration that we would have with uh, with a PSA. Uh, Our alerts can be certainly consumed in our own portal and dashboard. um, And the the partners can leverage that as their primary interaction with the service. Or um, because of the interaction between, let's say, our portal, our service, and let's say, a ConnectWise manage instance that someone might be leveraging, there's a two-way integration there where uh, one of our alerts equals a ticket inside manage for the team to uh, pay attention to inside their service boards.
0: Very cool. All right. And then uh, Cyber Range, that just sounds like a cool project.
1: Yeah. So that that is a, a really interesting um, solution. It is one meant really for um, enterprise security teams, government education, anyone doing training in cybersecurity. Uh, so red team, blue team exercises, capture the flag exercises. It's got all kinds of content flexibility and the ability to not just um do the training, but also to assess the outcomes of, of that training as well.
0: All right. And uh folks should know, the website is fieldeffect.com. And did you have to buy that? Or was that actually available in 2016? Yeah, it was available. That's amazing,
1: right? Because that's,
0: (laughs) I'm always impressed when there's like a very straightforward domain that you didn't have to go out and pay $10,000 for. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's a good point. It's a good point.
0: So fieldeffect.com. And so let's talk about, the bigger picture, like um, the the increased threats to cybersecurity and um, that this is something that, you know, when you guys started, the, the ransom was just starting to take off and now it's in the stratosphere. I mean, what used to be, oh, send us a hundred, send us a thousand is now send us millions and it's very targeted. And how do you possibly keep up with all of that?
1: Well, you know what, and so you're so right. Um, the the landscapes change drastically, and I would say the the ransom element is is one portion of it. But the truth is that the the shift, the real shift that we've seen. So you know, we're partnering with an awful lot of MSPs who service customers that are in the I, I don't know sub 100, sub 250 um, business size, right, and and it used to be, but the impression was that cybersecurity and breaches and ransomware were something that folks thought only the largest of enterprises had to worry about. Right. But, but the truth is that the, the bad guys have gotten an awful lot more sophisticated uh, their toolings become a lot an awful lot more sophisticated and automated. Their business models are super sophisticated now. These guys have built channels for crying out loud. It's unbelievable. Yeah, they're, like, there's like really channels
0: is. on the dark web. <laughs> yeah,
1: channels. They built channels and like they've got specialists now. Like, if you want to buy access to a network, you talk to a an access specialist, and then you know you can buy your ransomware kit from a from a dev shop who then you know, so you're just sort of the business is there ready in a kit almost for uh, somebody who thinks they've got a shot at it. Right.
0: And there's even discount codes like, Hey, we're going to hit you again. So if you want 20% off the next attack,
1: isn't that crazy? (laughs) It is crazy. Um, And so from our perspective with that sophistication of the bad guys comes a requirement to defend a little more aggressively against it. So, it has meant um, that, you know, MSPs have to think beyond AV and a firewall. And they're, they're definitely doing that. They're, they've moved well past AV and a firewall. They're into the adoption of, well, I mean, to be honest with you, over the course of, of these bad guys getting more sophisticated, I think the cybersecurity industry may have lost its mind uh, along the way. Coming to the table with a, with a new solution every day, it feels like with, Sort of EDR and MDR and XDR and NDR and, you know, SEAM and SOAR and SOC and CASB. And it just feels like there's an acronym coming at the MSPs every other second. Um, and so it's bringing complexities, it's bringing um, all kinds of confusion for the MSP. And so that complexity is obviously the, the enemy of security in a lot of ways. And so the MSP has got to find a way to distill all of the incoming information from vendors, understand threats, understand the landscape. That's an awful lot to be asking of an MSP who really just used to be, largely tasked with ensuring that the networks were running, that patches were um, were, were loaded. And it's um, changed the nature of their business. They've got to have some form of, in the core service offering, they're even their most basic service offering, they have to have a more sophisticated layer of security involved because their customers are expecting that now. I mean, right. and so it's, it's changed the nature of their business in a lot of ways.
0: So with with ransomware and extortionware and you know all the all the new variations of that that's fundamentally something where you can look at and watch certain behavior and then know it's happening because you're you're monitoring uh files you're monitoring traffic and so forth what about phishing attacks is there any way to defend against that because that's something where they're very sophisticated and they will go after, oh, I want the CEO's second cousin (laughs) because they have this kind of uh, program running or whatever. Um, How do you deal with that?
1: It's so true. Um, the, The attacks, the phishing attacks have become extremely sophisticated. And actually we speak to an awful lot of MSPs who have invested quite heavily in education into their customer base. On cybersecurity and the and the the biggest threat um, into the small and medium business is business email compromise and uh, oftentimes um, the human is at the core of the uh, opening for the for the bad guys. Oh and, yeah. Um, so clicking on something you know unbeknownst to you is quite sophisticated in in the approach, especially if they've been hanging out. By the way, if they've been hanging out in the network for a little while, it gets a lot easier. Um, but the, the truth is the phishing exercises now have caused a, a workload, not just are the, are, are, they, uh, are the MSPs now responsible for educating their end customers about cybersecurity threats and phishing in particular, but as a result of that education, what we've heard from an awful lot of MSPs is, oh my goodness, the amount of inbound um, requests we get for verification of the safety of an attachment or whether or not it's safe to click on a particular link has actually shifted another workload onto the MSP. So that's a good um, point. While they were being proactive in, in you know bringing some quite good education platforms to their uh, their customers. In return, they've received a little bit more work because they're, their end customers are just a little bit more knowledgeable now. And so what we baked into, into covalence is something we call the suspicious email analysis service. So <laughs> as uh, like, we don't like to shorten anything but we like to shorten um, this into Cs. We call that service Cs. And it's actually in your outlook uh, menu, um, it actually is, um, there is a drop-down menu right in, uh, uh, right off our icon, and you can just have it, have that particular suspicious email sent over to our team for analysis. Okay. And so what it does is alleviate the, um, the partner, the MSP, from having to answer all of these various emails. And our team can do the analysis as to whether the link is safe or not and provide a response to the partner. So um, this, is, the this is
0: something the end user would use? Like instead of users, sending it to, to me, correct. they would send it to Covalence who would say, you know.
1: Correct, correct. And, and all of that would be visible to the partner. So the partner can see these um, in, a, in a seize element in their Covalence platform.
0: So, Well, that, there's a few good things about that. One is if the partner can see it, they can contact the client and say i applaud you for being heads up on this because you know as you see some of these turned out to be bad and good for you for not infecting that is far more effective than these trainings where you randomly get these emails and it just pisses people off cuz they're like you know yeah. I, I didn't even open it i just viewed the title and you know whatever and then they get exactly. into this argument about it exactly that.
1: and then they they might have to actually sit through like some remediation training, right? You know, <laughs> go sit in the corner and, and uh, you know an hour's worth of slideware and a video. <laughs> right? yeah, so. it's
0: actually it's a great training all by itself to say yes, you got that one right. That was a bad email, and you know, thank you for being vigilant. That that's huge. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's um uh, you know I think one of the things I hadn't mentioned was that all of those elements that are included in covalence we talked about sort of endpoint network and cloud. Now we're talking about Cs. We have another element of, you know, included DNS in the platform, but all of these things are baked in to um, a single platform and they're actually all part of the core package. So it was going to be
0: my next question is, is there an add on for that? But no,
1: no, no. What we've done and quite deliberately we want, we're, we're trying to drive simplicity instead of, having a modular approach where we've got to add a little bit of cost with a little bit of an upgrade and um, add a service here and add a service there. We want to bake it all in and the commercials are reflective of that as well. So we want it all to be available to the user, to the MSP. um, And we we want to make sure that the commercials are equally as simplistic. So the pricing is meant to be digestible for the MSP and for their end customers. So targeting SMB um, customers. And uh, it also meant to be simplistic in the approach of just not being modular and complex in, uh, in the pricing models.
0: You know, it's interesting. I, I have a question that I always ask to determine whether or not customer service has been taken into account. And it is very simply, is this designed to make your life easier or to make my life easier? And a lot of automations are designed to make somebody else's life easier, not the end user. But this is one that clearly I could see an end user saying, thank you for creating this. (laughs) Like, thank you for making it easy for me to go and do this analysis and educate my staff. And uh, it just happens to relieve some of the pressure on the MSP.
1: That's it. That's it. Exactly right. And I do think, you know, relieving the pressure on the MSP is part of the part of the mission here. I think there's been a lot of added burden over the course of the pandemic while folks scattered to go work from home and, and, you know, complexity around uh, all of the various cyber threats and point solutions that they've had to adopt in order to try and manage it all. That complexity is really something that we're trying to combat with, with what we're bringing to the table with covalence.
0: So what other ways do you make the uh, MSP's life easier?
1: Well, I mean, to be honest with you, there's, there's a, a lot of different ways. But I think probably at the core, you know, um, we have, I think I've mentioned it, what we're doing is we're delivering, we think, um, uh, I would say enterprise grade um, cybersecurity, right? And delivering it in a digestible way um, at a digestible um, commercial rate um, for the SMB and Um, through that process, we're providing access to our partners to a really deep, deep roster of cybersecurity experts. So I think one of the core challenges we've heard from folks is, listen, I don't have the cybersecurity expertise. I don't have the depth of knowledge required to really, really keep my customers secure. As a result, what we decided to do was bake in sort of an all-encompassing platform that includes the access to our humans um, so support is baked in to the platform and so if we're if, if we think about ways in which we we're making uh, life easier first of all inside of that ARO we spoke of earlier there are remediation steps meant to be simple and straightforward for a network admin to handle but if it becomes too complex Um, instead of scratching their head and having to search the Googles and and do their thing, they can actually turn around and access our team. Okay. So they can reach into our, not just our support folks, but also into our security services team. If there's some complexity in some of the, um, some of the ARO, some of the alerting that they're getting that they don't know quite yet how to handle, then they can certainly seek advice from us. So it's a managed service in in every sense of the way.
0: Right. And with the, the larger uh, clients, you know, if you've got whatever, 250 endpoints and they all get hit at once, uh, how do we keep from overwhelming the managed service provider?
1: Right. Um, So there are a couple of things. We have a few automations. So automations are indeed meant to um, make life easier for our partners and uh, for their customers. Those automations. So our our endpoint agents have automated blocking baked in, and we can take action when certain anomalous behavior is um, observed on an endpoint. As an example, um, we also do have. Uh, so, in other words, we'll take action on the endpoint, um, you know, in an automated fashion as a, as a line of defense. And another line of defense here is that we have something that I I think is is quite unique to the Covalence platform, and that is active response. So um, not just do we have the automations baked in, but we also have our eyeballs, our deep bench, our roster of, of cybersecurity experts able, dependent on the knobs and dials and settings that our partners have chosen for their individual customer profiles, our, our folks are able to step in when there is um, anomalous behavior observed and take action on behalf, of the, uh, on behalf of the MSP, straight all the way to the endpoint. So um, again, trying to pull some of that workload off of the MSP, especially in scenarios that are time sensitive and uh, may have some complexity.
0: And is that something that you would work out with the MSP beforehand? Like these are the kinds of things we'll handle ourselves. These are the kind of things where we want your folks to help us out.
1: Yes, and on a customer by customer basis, the um, partner, the MSP, the service provider has the ability to tweak some knobs and dials in the customer profile that tell us the risk appetite. Um, of that individual customer and whether or not there's an active response required, if there's an active response required, whether or not we should uh, take action ourselves or remediate through the partner in order to take that action. So there's there's some settings and playbooks associated with each of those settings that the partner can take advantage
0: of. And how do I figure it out, because this sounds like, you know, I'm, I'm imagining the control panel on a 747. Right?
1: <laughs> and actually, so that's the other thing is that, you know, I think I've used the word simplicity, um, it almost feels like too much here. But one of the things I would say, one of the true and real talents um uh in inside of the expertise expertise here at field effect is taking something complex and turning it into something simple and and they've been extremely diligent and careful in designing the user interface a ui that is really straightforward and easy to navigate. So the simplicity of the UI, the simplicity of its layout, the simplicity even of the instructions within an ARO, the language that we use in the, in the monthly and weekly reports, like all of that has been taken into consideration and, and you know, the mission for us is to take something complex, make it simple make it digestible and make it usable for the partner so it it isn't uh, it isn't a dashboard like a 747 at all it's it's uh, if anything um, more like just a couple of key gauges that they've got to keep their eyes on
0: <laughs> okay so you know one of the things that's happened i'd say in the last year maybe two years is that some people have just said i'm i'm out like i cannot do security i will outsource that to somebody who knows what they're doing because I can't keep up with it. Like I, I got here to help people and to fix computers. <laughs> and now I find myself fighting the Russians every day, right? So yeah, yeah. Uh, does this allow those people to stay in the game and and to provide the kind of security that their clients actually need?
1: It does. and And in, in every way, that's the exact problem we're trying to solve for, you know, I think a lot of, MSPs have have had to cobble together various point solutions layered on top of each other: one for the endpoint, one for network, one for cloud, um, and and um, one for email. And I mean, the number of point solutions. Is that we're able to relieve the partner of having to manage is somewhere in the vicinity of sort of four to eight, depending on the sophistication of the partner. They've had to adopt those because they've had to be the the frontline security provider to to their customers. And I think leaning on a managed service provider um, for your security is something that an awful lot of folks are doing. And those managed managed service providers need to lean um, on uh, on a service like covalence um, that comes back with the proper layers and levels of expertise. So I think it does what it does allow, and I don't want to say it's an easy button because that is again probably a little too uh, simplistic, but um, if we think about how it is that a uh, an MSP can simplify their their own security practice is probably looking to a partner that can bring a comprehensive, Premium package to their end customers for, uh, and and it isn't that there isn't business opportunity and and a really critical role for that MSP to play in there because they're at the center of it. Um, it's that I think um, it allows them to outsource a good chunk of the security that they're not necessarily comfortable with handling themselves.
0: Right. So we're almost out of time, but I do want to ask: Have we covered the? the major benefits like that, of of having what you call the the premium managed security service. Um, Is there anything we haven't covered yet?
1: Well, I'm just trying to think I I would say that, um, you know, reduction in risk, um, certainly to the partner. Um, So we always recommend that the partners sort of put their own oxygen mask on first before helping others. Um, certainly, securing their own environment is, is a big part of our mission. We've got an element of our partner program that allows our, our partners to take advantage of our service as well. Um, and then, you know, I think the other benefit for the MSP here is taking something, and I'm going to sound extremely repetitive here, but it's so, so important. Um, taking something that's highly complex that requires five, six disparate point solutions and, and simplifying their lives. Uh, through a managed service that is comprehensive across all threat vectors. So the, those are the primary, those are the primary benefits. And again, making it available in a way that's easy to digest, not just from a technical perspective, but also from a business modeling perspective, um, is are the other sort of key benefits here.
0: Excellent. So folks can find out more at fieldeffect.com. And I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put this out there because I think it's correct slash partner dash program I think
1: you got that right, yeah
0: <laughs> and if not, <laughs> Keith is going to redirect people to where they need to go <laughs> exactly. so if, if folks want to get involved, is there uh, i'm assuming there's no cost to the partner program? are there minimums right. or wh- how do they get started
1: yeah, uh reach out and and so head head to that u r l and uh fill in our partner. Um, request form. One of our folks will be in touch uh, very quickly. The program's comprehensive, we've built a team meant to, um, enable a partner to be successful selling, uh, you know, um, managed security. And so, um, they're deeply expert in, in allowing that partner to gain the knowledge they need to be successful there and, um, to teach them how to fish and how to find, uh, the right opportunities in the market to, to make some, um, make some money. We, we do think that cybersecurity offers, uh, not only a big challenge, but a really, really great business opportunity. Community, uh, for our partners.
0: Excellent. And I'm assuming there's some place to get on your mailing list somewhere on that site as well. That's fairly obvious. So if I'm not ready to sign up as a partner today, I still want to make sure I, I don't miss anything with regard to training or or uh, news that you put out.
1: Yeah. And we're regular with, with webinars and newsletters and things of that nature. So yeah, if you, if you opt in to to um, hear from us, you'll you'll certainly uh, get a dose of our uh, our materials.
0: Very good. Well, sadly, we're out of time. So, uh, Toby Nangle from uh, Field Effect, is there anything else you want to add before we go?
1: No, sir. Thank you very much for the time. And and yeah, we're in a really aggressive. Uh, growth stage where we are so interested in um, speaking to new MSPs, and we're really thankful for uh, the audience that uh, that that you bring us, and uh, very happy to have been speaking with you today.
0: Very good. Well, if anybody has questions, they can uh, uh, put them in the comments down below and or send send us an email, uh, and we'll make sure that we get back to you with those. And also, we're going to have you back because we want an update. Uh, I don't think this year is going to be smooth sailing by any stretch of the imagination. I have no reason to believe that uh, the bad guys are done evolving to whatever's next. So we will have you back.
1: Yeah, look forward to that. Thanks very much, Carl.
0: Thanks for being here. And that will do it for yet another SMB Community Podcast.